What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday. It's the Friday before the Super Bowl 55. We got the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. I've got my guy, the football therapist, a.k.a. Patrick Sweeney, to break it all down with me. Pat, thanks for coming on, my man. Yeah, Blaine, thank you for having me on. I'm excited about this one. I'm excited about this game. Let's get to it, man. Yeah, so without further ado, this episode, we are going to break down every position group, and then we're going to give you our Super Bowl picks. As you may know, it's Kansas City. They're going to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, the first team to ever host the Super Bowl. And, you know, the real storyline is the GOAT versus the Apprentice, Tom Brady versus Patrick McCombs. Are we seeing a passing of the torch this weekend? Or is Tom Brady going to give Patrick Mahomes a little bit taste of his own medicine of that the greatness that is Tom Brady? Mm -hmm. So let's start breaking it down. We're going to start off, might as well just start off at the quarterback position. That's been the storyline going in in the past couple weeks. Tom Mm -hmm. Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. Pat, who's got the edge? Well, I think it's Kansas City here in terms of talent. Patrick Mahomes has showed in his three seasons as a starter that he just wins and he wins by doing a lot of different things. He's mobile. He could beat you on the ground. His passing, obviously, his accuracy is terrific. He has the arm strength. Um, I would give the slight edge to Kansas City. It's not a huge edge because we know Tom Brady. He just keeps getting to these Super Bowls, even though he he hasn't looked as efficient uh, all year, in my opinion, compared to some of his prior years. He still has it. He still has the arm talent, but I still have to give it to Patrick Mahomes in terms of just quarterback talent right now. Yeah, I agree with you there. It's just going to be very slim, Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> because of just the ability that he can throw from any angle. He can throw on the move the versatility that he has with his being able to run and pass. But you're gonna, I think we're going to really see that Tom Brady's him being there. This is going to be the 10th time that he's been in the Super Bowl. Hard mm-hmm. to freaking imagine. Right. But yeah, still, I think that experience is going to, it narrows the gap considerably from the talent from that. That is Mahomes to Brady, but I agree. I got to give Mahomes a slight edge there. Do you think think the turf toe is going to play any of a role this weekend? I don't think so. I think it's kind of been long enough to where I think he'll be ready to go. I mean, he had the the extra week really helps these players get a little bit healthier for some of these guys who are struggling with their injuries. So I don't think it's going to play much of an impact uh, for Patrick Mahomes. But I also think, like you said, the big thing here for Brady is, is he has that experience. I mean, we know what he's done. He just constantly gets these championship games. He's constantly getting to the Super Bowl. Um, I think his knowledge of what it takes to win these games is what's going to have to drive him and really try to get to that seventh Super Bowl win. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a very interesting quarterback game with the talent and then the experience. It's going to be a very interesting comparison to watch. So let's move mm-hmm. on to the running backs now. So for the Bucks, you have Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, LaShawn McCoy, and Keyshawn Vaughn. Then you have for the Chiefs, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Darrell Williams, Le'Veon Bell, who people we don't even know that he's been playing in the playoffs, no. and, Darwin, and Darwin Thompson. Who's got the edge there, Patrick? 
So for me, out of this position group, when looking at running backs, you want to go with the guy to me who's going to make the biggest impact, who has the most explosive playmaking ability. And to me, that's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I think this guy, he was the first round pick for a reason. He was drafted before Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, because he's just a versatile back who in these type of games could really explode. I think we saw it a little bit last year with Damian Williams, where in this Chiefs offense, any running back can really shine in these big games. And if you get one big explosive play out of him, then I really would consider that a win. So I'm going to go with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, just because he's the most talented back. I think Tampa Bay does have more depth at the position, but give me Clyde over the depth in this type of game. I think I'm going to – I'm actually going to ride slightly to the Bucks just because mm-hmm. – I think Ronald Jones is finally going to be healthy enough with that quad and he's going to be able to give a little bit of a change of pace, but Leonard Fournette had a very sneaky has been a, had been a very sneaky postseason. Mm-hmm. He's been able to be versatile, catch the balls out of the backfield. He's had a, I think a touchdown in every postseason game so far. I think he's really been slept on here. And I think I'm going to take the, I'm going to roll with the bucks slightly because I know what I can get. From two backs, I don't. I think other than Clyde Edwards-Helaire, you're not going to know what you're going to get out of Kansas City with the Williams. <laughs> and then Bell's been absolutely non-existent. I couldn't even have told you that he was on the Chiefs roster this postseason. So I'm going to slightly go with the Bucks and disagree with you on that one. Yeah, and like I said, I could definitely see your argument because they are very talented on the Buck side. They have more depth at the position. I just personally, if I want a guy taking over the, the game, I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire could be that guy. Yeah, absolutely. So let's now tr- let's look at the wide receiver tight end group. And you, that this is probably the hottest topic out of the, and the hardest one to debate. There's skill positions all over the field mm-hmm. uh, for the Tampa Bay, you have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown was listed as questionable today. It looks like he's going to be able to play. Scotty Miller, uh, Tyler Johnson, and then you have also Gronk, Cameron Brait. And then if you, who would have thought if O.J. Howard would have been able to play, yeah, you would know. have him as well on that roster. And then for the Chiefs, again, that, that list, list is no slouch either. Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins was listed as questionable. Looks like he's going to be able to give it a go. Michael <laughs> Hardman, Demarcus Robinson was just activated off of covid this week uh and then travis kelsey and ricky seals jones what do you what what do we have here there's a lot of talent all over the field in these in the skill position just like listening to you list all these guys it's like wow like this is gonna be a really amped up super bowl but I really went back and forth with this one because Mike Evans to me has been playing really good. Chris Ott Godwin, he's, he had a couple of drops in that last game, which really could have been explosive plays. Even Scotty Miller got involved, but, but I can't discount what the chiefs have. I Tyree kill is just an explosive playmaker. We saw at the last time these two uh, teams played, he had 269 yards. Like, that is just incredible to think about, that he had 13 catches, 269 yards. And, of course, Travis Kelsey, to me, is the biggest mismatch in the NFL right now at the tight end position. The guy is a beast. He catches pretty much anything. You you can't really stop him. You just got to kind of contain him. So, although it's really close, I would give the slight edge to the Chiefs because of what Kelsey brings to the table in terms of the tight end position. Yeah, I, I really can't argue with you there because if you list off the top three players that are going to be on the field, it probably goes Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill in whatever mm-hmm. order that you want. But those are the three best players that are going to be on the field. No offense 
Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, yeah. Rock, they're all legit and everything. But I think just just based off of what just those two guys alone are matchup nightmares. And Tyree Kill, even if he's double covered, his speed and, and quickness out of his breaks is what makes him difficult on the outside. You can use him on jet mm-hmm. sweeps. And then Travis Kelsey is just virtually unguardable. It's going to be mm-hmm. real. I'm going to be, that's going to be the biggest matchup that I really want to see is how is Tampa going to guard Travis Kelsey? Yeah, are you going to throw Devin white out there on him? Cause Devin white's been electric this postseason. or you're going to, I know Antoine Winfield looks like he's healthy this week. He was out in, in the green Bay game. Are they going to throw him on him? It's really going to be, that's the biggest th- question mark that for me and this out of this entire super bowl, but I agree. Kansas city's got a slight edge just because you, you got the best ones. You have the best three players on the field. So, and the big thing is Tampa Bay has already been torched by Tyreek Hill. You know, they're going to look at that game and they're going to be like, first quarter alone as a fantasy owner. Yeah. Big time fantasy owner. And I feel like they're going to try to overcompensate a little bit for that. And that definitely leaves Travis Kelsey. Like you said, what are they going to do about him? If they're going to overcompensate to try to stop Tyreek Hill, I, I think Travis Kelsey is going to have a monster game here. Yeah, without a doubt. So let's go transition now to who's going to be the, the protection, which is the offensive line. And this, I think this is a really interesting and a huge component. Eric Fisher is out with that torn Achilles. And I think mm-hmm. that's a story. That could be the storyline of, of what, how this game's going to go. If that Bucks defense can pressure that left side with JPP or Shaq Barrett. But for the offensive line for the Bucks, you have Donovan Smith, Ali Marpet, Ryan Jensen, Aaron Stinney, and Tristan Wirfs. And then for the Chiefs, again, Eric Fisher's out. So Mike Remmers will be stepping in with Nick Allegretti, Austin Ryder, Stefan Wisniewski, and Andrew Wiley. Mm-hmm. What we got here? So I'm leaning Bucks for this just because of that injury concern. We haven't seen this Chiefs five really on the field yet much at all. Uh, I think it's going to be very difficult at the start of the game with this explosive Bucks pass rush to kind of get into a rhythm. I think the what the Chiefs are going to have to do is utilize a lot of quick passing really early, hope that this offensive line can uh, really hold up. But Mike Remmers, this is one of my talking points that I've been trying to discuss a lot, is he's moving from the right side now to the left side. That's a big difference, that blind side. Can he hold up? I really don't know. Uh, so I would lean Bucks because they're healthier. I trust them a little bit more. They've been more uh, coherent as a group. And then I think uh, Tristan Wirfs, the rookie, has had a really good year, really improved this offensive line. So I would slightly lean Bucks here just because of that injury concern issue. Yeah, without a doubt. I got to go Bucks as well. And I think if Eric Fisher is playing, I'd probably go Chiefs. Like that's, yeah, how, that's how good Eric Fisher is. I don't think people forget that he was in the a former number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. I think that really goes under the water. And they, they have only played without Eric Fisher this year for 18 snaps, which was those 18 snaps the other the other night in Buffalo, so or against Buffalo, excuse me. So and I think for me, the Bucks are better at every position other than right guard, in my opinion. I think Wiz News yeah. has got got that got that one locked up locked up over Stinney, but I think they're better on all other four out of the five positions. So I agree. Eric Fisher is a huge talking point. He's probably the biggest storyline to see whether or not that Bucks D line can really hone in. So I agree. Got to go Bucks there. 
And then, so let's transition to the other side of the ball. We already started kind of talking about the D line. And I think, I think this is almost a no brainer for the both of us. I'm going bucks. Do you agree? I think overall the bucks definitely have the best defensive line of the two on all levels. But again, I, I think Chris Jones is really going to be a key piece of the Super Bowl again. Last year, watching him in that Super Bowl, he was just so dominant going against that San Francisco 49ers uh, offensive line. So while I do agree overall, I think the Bucks' defensive line is much better than the uh, Chiefs' defensive line. I think if I could pick one player out of both defenses to, to put as an X factor, it's going to be Chris Jones. If he could get disruption – up the middle uh, and really get Tom Brady off his mark. That's how you beat Tom Brady, that middle interior pass rush. So he's going to be the key piece to me in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree with you there that if out of the entire D line, Chris Jones is the best player out out in the position group without a doubt. But I Mm -hmm. think just the depth that Tampa Bay has Mm -hmm. makes it almost so makes it almost a huge problem. Uh, you have Vita Vea is now back, and he actually made a huge Dude. impact in the NFC Championship game. That game. Many, and, and he saw way more snaps than I thought he was going to get. <laughs> then you have JPP. He's had a monster season, and people really – I mean, he doesn't have the sacks numbers, but he – pass break, pass deflections, all that. And <laughs> then Shaq Barrett on the other side, he had a monster year last year. You weren't going to – you knew he wasn't going to be able to live up to what he did a year ago, but still he's an absolute force to be reckoned with. Anthony Nelson for Tampa Bay, just the list goes on. I think the mm-hmm. real storyline, though, is, is that Frank Clark has been not has really been nowhere to be found this season for mm-hmm. Kansas City. And other than Chris Jones, they really can have not gotten to the quarterback this year. Yeah, hundred so, percent agree. Yeah, uh, so I think the depth of Tampa Bay is really what's going to allow them to pin their ears back. And I think the defensive line also gets an edge there. On top of it, that she, the Kansas City has one lineman out, and it's easily their best linemen. So mm-hmm. that's also a factor I think that needed to, that needed to take into effect. So let's yeah, transition get... now to the second part of the defense, the linebacking crew. Mm-hmm. I, and that's the, for the Bucks, Devin White, Levante David, and Kevin Minter. As for the Chiefs, it's Anthony Hitchens, Damian Wilson, and Ben Neiman. What we got here, Pat? I'm leaning Bucks this one. I think Levante David and Devin White just really have been a terrific linebacker duo. They fly all over the field. They're pretty good in pass coverage. Uh, I think that this is going to be one of the most important groups for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because we we know that the Chiefs are going to try to get mismatches against these linebackers. Can they hold up in coverage? I think that they could do a decent job for most of the game and really just try to get those ball carriers tackled because you can't miss tackles against this Chiefs team. So I'd lean the Bucs here. Yeah, for me, I think this is the most lopsided group out of all of them. I think the gap is a lot bigger than people really realize. You have to remember Willie Gay got hurt last week in practice. He was <laughs> supposed to be a starter this weekend, and he ended up is out now out with a knee injury. And I, I think you have two easily two potentially of the top 15 linebackers in football in Tampa Bay. Oh, 100%, yeah. Like, that's how, like, that's how scary – I mean, Levante David has been an absolute stud for the for the past five to eight years and has been the <laughs> dude in Tampa Bay when they've really been pretty bad. And then now Devin White has been on an absolute tear. <laughs> I mean, he didn't play the Washington game, but the last two po- last two games he's had 
two fumbles. He's had a fumble recoveries. He's had interceptions. He's been, just been yeah. all over the field. And he's not even afraid to talk trash to his own teammates. He's talking trash to his guys half the time yeah, more than he is to the other team. Yeah, I know absolutely. you know damn well that he's going to walk, make a huge hit on one of those guys. It's probably Edward Solaire because he loves to pin his ears out on the running backs. <laughs> he's going to go look over at Andy Reid, point at him like he did to Sean Payton a couple in a couple weeks ago, and just be like, "You're in for a long night, pal." Yeah, not, they not in the PG yeah. version that I said. Definitely an X-rated version, but oh, definitely 100, percent man. <laughs> but I th- just Devin White has been my player for them. The entire, <laughs> this entire, especially last two games for them. And I don't think it's even really yeah. close. Got to go Tampa Bay. Yeah, 100%. Like I said, th- they need to really step up this game. I know how terrific they are, but going against this Chiefs wide receiver core, these running backs, these tight ends, they are going to have to be the group to make the biggest impact, I think, for this Bucks team. So yeah. that, that's really what the key comes down to on their defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and it's going to see how Todd Bowles utilizes them. Is he going to drop mm-hmm. them into coverage and make Kansas City go down the field? Or is he just going to allow them to rush, bring them, bring them on the blitz? Because Devin White's yeah. one of the be- best blitzing linebackers this season, too. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's go now down to the secondary here. So for the Bucks, you, we got Carlton Davis, Jamal Dean, Sean Murphy Bunting, and Ross Cockrell. And then for the Chiefs, Rashad Breland, Javarius Ward, Janarius Sneed, and Rashawn Fenton. What do we got here? This is a tough group because I feel like both teams have showed an ability in the back half certain games. Both teams have kind of struggled at times. I'm, I'm going to lean Kansas City just a little bit solely because I think Rashad Breland is one of the more underrated cornerbacks in the NFL. I think that to me, he can really have an impact in this game. We saw it a little bit last postseason. He really stepped up. So I'm going to lean the Kansas City Chiefs a little bit here, but it's really close to me. I, I mean, I'd like to see how this cornerback group matches up against Tyree Kill because we know that they, over the past couple of weeks, they've done some really good things at times. But that one game just keeps sticking in my mind that Tyree Kill was the guy that really exploded, exploited this secondary more than other teams. So that's the way I'm leaning. What about you? Oh, for me, I mean, I got it for the, especially in the cornerbacks se- section. I, I'm going to probably lean Tampa Bay just because mm-hmm. of how hot Sean Murphy Bunting is right now. Mm-hmm. He has been absolutely nothing short of lock down. They have, he has literally taken half of the field away. That's how good he's been. I mean, has he gotten away with some holding? Absolutely. But that's for another time. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but still, I mean, he's had an interception in all three postseason games. I think, I think one of the X factors is really going to be Antonio Brown against Legereus Sneed in the slot. I think that's going to be a huge component because Legereus Snead is an undrafted rookie has really stepped up and been a sleeper of a corner, but I'm going to have to slightly yeah. go with Tampa just because of Sean Murphy Bunting and Carlton Davis's ability to be pretty good. I think Murphy mm-hmm. Bunting is going to probably end up getting the task of Tyree kill in my opinion. Yeah. hundred percent. I would agree. And I think they'll probably hopefully shadow someone over the top, but we'll see what they do with that situation. Yeah, absolutely. So now to the, the second half of the secondary, which is the safety position. You got Antoine, Wilf, Antoine Winfield Jr., Jordan Whitehead, and Mike Edwards, and the Chiefs, 
Matt, Tyron Matthew, Juan Thornhill, and Daniel Sorensen. How are we looking there? This is a tough one. Another tough situation group. But I think that I'm going to have to lean Chiefs again with this one. I really like the Bucks' young guys. Antoine Winfield has become a stud. But the Honey Badger, to me, is just – too good of a playmaker in these big games. I think he's going to have a big player too late in the game. So give me the Chiefs secondary uh, safeties in this one. Yeah, I got to agree with you. I think they're going to – you have Tyron – the Honey Badgers, the best one at, out in the secondary. I'm mm-hmm. regard, it's not even close, in my opinion. Yeah. He's absolutely a force. I think they're going to really move him down a lot. He's going to be – I think he's going to be a lot, playing a rover position this – here because I know Tom loves to get the ball out quick and Tampa Bay's really started to hone in on those crossing patterns. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to play a more of a rover spot, which will allow Daniel Sorensen to play a little bit further back. That's more of Sorensen's skill level because he's more of a, he either plays coverage or he comes on the safety blitz. So I think mm-hmm. Tyron Matthews role is going to be pretty much whatever he wants, which is going to be really unique to see because I think he's going to be all over the field with his speed and his ability as the mm-hmm. best one. So I'm going to have to agree with you there. I'm going to have to lean Kansas city as well. So last position group that we got to go over special teams. Do we, do we think it might play a role? I mean, the spread is only three, so I think it will. Yeah. Uh, let's look at special teams here. What do we got, Pat? Well, to me, I think it, it's going to be the chiefs for me. Harrison Butker. I think I would trust him a lot late. Miko Hardman to me has been really good in the return game. He's a really quick guy playmaker uh, out of the wide receiver group. I think he can make a big player too, but with the rain and stuff, it's going to be really sloppy. This is going to be very important for these extra points. I I just would really trust Buckner out of all the, the kickers here. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. Go with the guy who's the most consistent, and that's Harrison Butker. He's probably the – he's in the conversation as the in the top three kickers in the game entirely. Mm-hmm. That's how good he's been since coming into the league. Probably He probably could argue for second behind Justin Tucker. But yeah. I, I, I think Ryan Suckup's had a good year, but I think a crucial component is how – is Ryan Suckup's height on his kicks. He does mm-hmm. not get that much height. No. So I think their blocks could be a play, especially for Tampa Bay, if they don't tread some water there and be careful in that regard. Cause suck up is one that is more known for a more casual. He tries to keep it free flowing with his motion and tries to mm-hmm. ensure that he's getting his accuracy more on point, not his height. And then in his distance. So I think that could be play an actual Rolled in many people different realize and then Michael Hardman's absolutely sensational so I gotta agree with you there Kansas City definitely in the special teams group all right Patrick give me a name that is who will be flying under the radar that will make a play in this game well I think I'm gonna start with the guy that we just talked about Michael Hardman I think that he's going to be utilized a lot more in the uh, jet sweep category, I think we're going to see a lot of screens, some quick passes to not only Tyree Kill, but him. And I think that he could really break open a big play. We saw it in the AFC Championship game. He had that fumble. Then he bounced back, got a big play in the first half that really broke open that game a little bit. So I'm going to lean Miko Hardman as a guy who's not really being talked about a lot, but could really play an important role in this game for the Kansas City Chiefs. I like that. I like that pick a lot. That was honestly going to be mine if 
Oh, wow. I'll, I'll go I'll go with someone else. Uh, I'm going to go Cameron Brait out of, for Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. I know he definitely does not get the recognition out of that Tampa Bay onslaught of weapons. And he's mm-hmm. usually the one that ends up flying under the radar, but he, he'll easily still probably have five, six catches, potentially a touchdown. So I think Cameron Brait could be in for a monster day because I think there's going to be a real opportunity for him if he's able to stay away from Tyron Matthew in the, in the coverage scenario. So that's, he's going to be mine. Mm-hmm. So I definitely uh, like that one too. Cause again, Antonio Brown, he's, he's a little bit questionable. He'll probably play, but we don't know how effective he'll be. So really you're going to need a third option to step up. And I think break definitely could have a touchdown in this game and a couple of catches. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Patrick, give me who's the Super Bowl. MVP before we do some picks. Oh man. Well, I'm going to have to go with Patrick Mahomes. I think that he has a superb game. I know, you know, that I'm a, a big Patriots guy. I love Brady, but I don't know. I just, I just can't bet against Patrick Mahomes right now. I think that he has a terrific game and he lights up this Bucks defense ju- just enough late in the game to really make a name for himself and, and break away in this game. All right. I, I do like that selection. I can't argue with it, but I'm going to go from a guy from the other sides and it's not going to be Tom Brady. Actually, I'm going to go with, I think it's actually going to be Mike Evans. I really oh, do. Oh, I like that. I think Mike Evans could have a monster game. I know you mentioned it earlier that he could be, I think he might have, he might end up having 175 to 200 yards receiving. Because I think that's secondary. I think he's – Brashawn Breeland's really a side corner. He's not one that covers your number one the entire game. So I think they're going to really pick on Shadandrick West on the other side. And he is he struggled in the past couple of weeks against Buffalo. He struggled, as well, especially in the Cleveland game. He got burned a couple of times. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Evans lines up on West for a, for a strong period of time, has a – Big game. I'm going Mike Evans as my MVP. I like that pick, man. I like it. Yeah, no quarterback. I wanted to go. <laughs> no, I wanted to go yeah, outside nice. the box. All right. So here we go. The spread is three. Kansas City minus three. So and it's a home game for Tampa Bay. So it's really mm-hmm. more six if it was on a neutral field, right? Yeah. So give me a winner and does who covers? If, well, if you pick Kansas City to win, do they cover? I'm going to go Kansas City, and I do think they cover. I got them at a score of about 34 to 27. I think it's going to be somewhat of a high-scoring game. I think both of these offenses are going to be able to move the ball at times, really work the red zone. Kansas City, they were five for six in the red zone against Buffalo. They converted those touchdowns. They are a really good red zone team. I think that they get a little bit of a lead. I think Tampa Bay tries to come back late, but I think Chris Jones makes a big play late, and the Chiefs hold on. So that's what I'm going with. What about you? I can't go against the GOAT. I can't go. I, I can't. I really can't. I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with Tampa Bay. This is the icing on the cake for Tom Brady if he gets it done. I think his leadership, he may not have the best game. I think this game could have a lot of turnovers, honestly, with, mm-hmm. as we mentioned, it's going to be a sloppy track on Sunday. 
So I yeah, think definitely. the ball's going to be wet. It's going to be – I think the turnovers could be a factor. And I think the one thing that's going to happen, though, is that Tom Brady's just – his aura being on that field. It doesn't matter if he's even on the field. I think the aura that is Tom Brady is going to somehow get the job done. That's what they've been doing this postseason. He hasn't been playing <laughs> extraordinary, but he's just having him on the like on the sidelines gives like a different feel, and you almost feel almost assume that Tampa Bay is going to figure it out. Yeah, so man. I'm, I'm I'll give a score too. I'm going to go Tampa Bay thirty to twenty seven. I think it's going to be by a field goal. Mm-hmm. And, and I think Harrison know, Butker is actually going to miss one at the end. Oh, you know, that's I'm my bold statement. Pick. It's not <laughs> nothing's going to happen, but Harrison Butker is going to have the game on the line. He's going <laughs> to blow it. Dude, I'm rooting for your pick. You know, I'm a diehard Tom Brady guy. I hope that they pull it off. It's just, it's just so tough. I think this is probably on paper one of the most competitive Super Bowls that I have seen in my lifetime. So I'm excited for it. Oh man. my goodness. I am so excited. This game's gonna be one for it better be one for the record books. Ever otherwise, the, this is gonna be the most hated country yeah. ever that the Super Bowl, if the Super Bowl is a total dud, I'll tell you that for sure. Yeah. Do you all right? I gotta ask you this will Tom Brady retire if he gets it done? No, I don't think so. He's already talking about playing till he's four, past 45. I just don't think he wants to quit. He loves it too much. I if he does what else win, what's he I, gonna do? He's just gonna keep winning. I mean, I hope he retires after this game if he does win, but I just don't see it. I just think he just wants to keep playing, keep winning, keep having fun. Man, I really wish. I, I'm only half the reason I'm picking them is I'm hoping he retires, so the rest of the NFL yeah. actually has a chance. Because <laughs> you know, whenever Tom Brady's there, you might as well lock him in as one of the four teams to be in the championship game. Oh, 100%. It's not even fair. It's, you know, it's you not have, fair you, anymore. You, you're already playing for one spot. Well, you're you're on the other side with your pats and stuff. You have two spots. But for me as a Washington fan, I'm already writing down for one spot. <laughs> Lack, yeah. Locked in the Bucks for next year. What do you, so where do you what do you think's gonna be the storyline? Is it that Patrick Mahomes dethrones Brady or what? See, I again I think it's just too early to start talking about him dethroning Brady I think it goes a long way for the rest of his career potentially getting to that goat talk but I see people saying that this guy is in the goat conversation like he's a great player don't get me wrong he's a superb talent we got to remember this is only year three like anything can happen like we never thought Andrew Luck would retire as early as he did but that happens. So I just don't want to jump to that conclusions. If he does get this win over Brady, it does go a, a far way for his legacy down the road, but I still need to see it in year five. I still need to see it in year 10, something that Brady has done since 2000. I mean, he's only missed the playoffs, I believe once when he was in and then the Patriots missed one when he was hurt. So, I mean, I need to see Mahomes' career play out. And I think he's on the right track right now, but we still got to see a lot more in order to put him in that Brady, that Joe Montana, or that John Elway conversation of being great talent, great winners. You know, if they win, if the Chiefs win, do you think this could be a dynasty run like what the Patriots did? Yeah, 100 percent. Because, I mean, looking at their free agent, they don't have many free agents for next year. Their core guys are still all there. 
I mean, it'll, it'll have to be something disastrous next year for them not to make the playoffs, not to have pretty much that AFC uh, championship spot locked up. Cause I don't, I don't see many teams in the AFC being able to compete with them right now with the landscape of the NFL uh, going as it is going into this off season. Yeah. And uh, I think this was one of the craziest things that I've heard this week is that if Patrick Mahomes just openly came out and retired after, if they went on Sunday, that's two, that's two rings in the three years he was a starter. Mm-hmm. He's got to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, right? Oh, hundred percent. I think it's not even a question. I think people were like, up, people were up in arms about this, that statement that I heard. And I was like, are you kidding? The man yeah. has been a starter for three years. He would have lost once in the postseason and it would have been to Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. What's, what's there to argue, right? Yeah, and now also on the other side of this, because I love that you bring this up, I, I hate the talk, too, that if Brady beats Mahomes, then Mahomes can never be in the GOAT conversation. Like, Oh, I agree there, though. I they, agree on that one. Like, obviously, it's going to take a lot. But if Mahomes does go on a five- to six-year run where he's winning three, four Super Bowls in a row, like – like it, you can't take like you got to let the career play out. I think still either way. I mean, if he loses, it does take a lot away from it. I do agree with that aspect to where it's going to be really hard to catch Brady as the goat. But I, I still think he could get there if he surpasses him in so many different levels. I don't know. But I think the goat goes away because I don't know if we'll even get this matchup ever again, and Tom Brady will have the head to head. And it's not a it's not a prime a Tom Brady in his prime. I know Patrick isn't really isn't even in his prime yet, which is freaking mm-hmm. scary. But, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. still, I think I think even if Pat gets like to Patrick, excuse me, not Pat Patrick. I know he gets upset when they don't. Yeah, call he's, he's gonna he's gonna. So I'm, I, you, I apologize, Patrick Mahomes. But still, if if I'm I'm telling you, with Brady seven out of ten. Patrick Mahomes would have to win. He would have to go eight for nine or nine for or eight for ten. That would be it because he would have to be almost perfect because mm-hmm. the he would he would he will not have the head to head to Tom Brady because I don't think this matchup will ever happen again. Yeah. So I don't Unless know. It happens next year. You know, if Brady returns and they happen again next year, you never know. But yeah, yeah I, I definitely see where you're coming from with the head to head. Yeah, I think I think it's an interesting talking point. I really do. So, mm-hmm. all right, before before I let you go, I want to I want to switch it off of Super Bowl real quick. Give you because of we've you've been I've been seeing your stuff about potential Carson Wentz on the move from out of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? And then I want to get your overall opinion on the Goff Stafford trade. So. With Wentz, I actually have been going back and forth because there's so many conflicting reports out there. But to me, if he's that unhappy with the organization and the Eagles are getting a ton of interest in him where you could get maybe a first multiple picks, I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't trade him. I think Jalen Hurts, to me, is not as polished, obviously, as a passer. He brings a different dynamic. Can he be a starting quarterback? I don't really know. But if you're going to have Carson Wentz miserable, even with the new coaching staff, with the organization as a whole, I think it'll be good to explore options and see if you could get a King's ransom for him. 
Uh, I think one team, the Colts, could definitely be interested in him. I always thought that he would be a great landing spot for there just because he has that prior connection with Frank Reich there. So I think if teams are going to call up and offer that much, and if once if that uh, relationship is as shattered as the reports talk about, I, I just am all for trading the player and getting as much as you can, even if it hurts the organization a little bit moving forward, because you can always rebuild. Yeah, I just don't know. I, I mean, it would, it's, it's got to be other Indy because I don't think sh- – I've heard Indy and Chicago. What is she- <laughs> Chicago's not going to fall into the Philly trap again with this whole full Nick Foles situation. Yeah. There's no way they're going to buy that, right? I just don't think that's possible. I just think Chicago would – that would be a poor decision on their Chicago part. would go up in flames. The whole city but, would burn. Then again, Chicago has proved, proved us wrong before, so I don't really know. But I just can't see Chicago going for him. All right. So I think Indy's the most logical explanation. I don't know who else would try and go out and get him. I think a team that could be potentially interested that I know is looking for a quarterback is San Francisco. I keep hearing reports that they're actively pursuing a quarterback. I think it would be a mistake for them to go after Carson Wentz or Kirk Cousins, a guy that I have seen tweets that they're really interested in. I just don't see the upside for them there. But they're a team that looks like they're actively pursuing a quarterback. I have them to. I, I he's they've they've been my destination for Deshaun for like the past two months. That's where I want him. I think Watson. I think the Deshaun should go there. The yeah. They'll be instant. They'll be in the. You can lock them, pencil them in for the NFC Championship if they get. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, to me, just like with the Winston Watson, I mean that relationship seems so fractured. He's talking about sitting out a year. Like, I know that he's an elite talent, but but if you're Houston, what are you really getting out of this? If he sits out, if he doesn't want to be there, you're pretty much losing your quarterback for at least this year, maybe the following years, and you're not getting any picks in return. So obviously don't sell low, but if you could get a King's ransom and you could get multiple firsts and you could literally rebuild this team quicker than it would be not having any picks, then I'm all for it. Well, I mean, Detroit got two just for Stafford and they got a quarterback back. I, like I said, I didn't, I don't like that trade for like, I don't hate the trade for the Rams. I don't like the the lions won the deal. It wasn't even Yeah, the lions won the deal in terms of what they got, but really it comes down to Ken Stafford win the super bowl within a year or two. Cause that's that's all you have. But you legit need to win a Super Bowl, or this deal was not worth it. That's- well, yeah, because I, I was, t- I was, I talked about this on my pod when it first dropped that mm-hmm. you don't have a first round pick for eight years now because mm-hmm. of this deal. Eight years because of the Jalen Ramsey trade, now Stafford, mm-hmm. all that. You, your organization is doomed now if if you don't win a a championship with Stafford in the next two to three years. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're going to be done. McVay will be out. It'll be full rebuild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you, you made a great point that if this deal backfires then they just need to get a whole new regime and say, this is not working because this team really, if you look at it, I mean, obviously golf, he's not the best quarterback, but he's been a winner on the team. He's been to a super bowl. This past season, he did really well bringing them to the playoffs. A lot of people were low on them. Uh, he has shown an ability to win 
most of these games when it matters the most. I'm not saying he's the best quarterback, but I mean, he's not that much less than Matthew Stafford, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I think Detroit won the deal. I think the only reason Detroit got so much is because the GM of Detroit now was the one of the player personnel guys on the Rams. Yeah. So I think he, he knew that he could push the Rams buttons a little bit. They knew Stafford, that's where he wanted to go. He mm-hmm. knew you're going to get, he knows what you can, he can get out of Goff, even if it's just for him to be a bridge quarterback for two to three mm-hmm. years in their rebuild. So yeah. I actually saw that Washington, your Washington team offered more or a better package. We did offer Stafford. a better deal. I'm pretty sure we offered one or two of the D of our D linemen. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I think, it was either Allen or Payne was on was on the was part of the deal. It wasn't mm-hmm. we didn't put up sweaters young, but we put up two of our one of the two interior guys. Yeah. And then I think we gave up a first rounder and then maybe a late round pick. I can't remember. At the, this is what I've heard too. I've read that we gave up a better deal. I I wanted him bad. I really did. Because <laughs> then all we have to do is put another wide receiver out there and then we're good to go. Yeah, your team is really set. I like because our D linemen, we are we have so much depth on the D D line that we could have afforded to give away one of them. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because like we have Settle and Ionitis as our two backups. Like Ionitis and Settle would probably be starters on if it wasn't for our freaking stacked up D linemen. You know. Now, would you want your team to trade for a Watson? Oh, I I would I'd give up whatever they want. I'd give them Mm -hmm. Chase Young. I really would. I would consider that. That's how you, you know your organization is set for the next decade with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, 100%. That's that's how good he is. So I am perfectly I will give up whatever whatever they want. I would I would. I think we're going to end up we'll end up picking up some guy and probably end up with Cam cuz we keep bringing in all the Carolina people but I I would not want to take Cam. I don't. I don't know. Maybe we'll bring – I don't know. We need – I don't want us to draft one because I don't think Trey – we're supposed – projected Trey Lance at the moment. I don't want yeah. Trey – I do not – he has played four quarters in the last – and it will be two years since he would have played football. No mm-hmm. thanks. Just – you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. I mean so, – I would probably – if I had to draft a quarterback, I would go Mac Jones – Mm-hmm. But I don't know. We need we need to go, we need to go secondary. That's what I want. Go secondary in the draft. Get a solid corner, and then we'll pick up a guy. Maybe end up getting a I'm trying to think of a free agent right now. Uh, maybe we'll end up grabbing Trubisky or something. Yeah, there's a couple of decent quarterback free agents. I mean, I think. Like, I mean this guy. this quarterback free agency class is going to be really bad, but mm-hmm. we can't do much worse than what we had. I mean, Alex Smith was a great story, but he could not stand back there for whatsoever. So, yeah, but I would give up as much as we could, we could offer to, for Deshaun Watson. I really would. What about you? What do you think for your Pats? What do you, what do you think you guys got to do? I honestly have no idea. Like at this point, it's like we're in, in that kind of same range of, of where you guys are, you're a few picks behind us to where we're in limbo because the top three quarterbacks are going in the top five. 
So I don't really want to trade up because it's going to take a lot to trade up to get one of those guys. Um, but I honestly have no idea. I don't want to bring back Cam. Uh, what I would like to maybe do is draft a Mac Jones. I don't know if he's worth the 15 overall pick, but draft Mac Jones and then bring in a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick who could be a bridge quarterback, who could mentor him for a year, mm-hmm. and then just try to take offensive weapons. That's what we need. Like, I'm still – confident in our defense i just have no confidence in my offense whatsoever so that's kind of the plan that i would want to go but it's, it's tough this year with the quarterback situations when you're trying to draft a guy because the value of these quarterbacks in this draft class are just so high because of the current cap situation and yeah and, and then, they're also it's very top it's a very top heavy draft yeah, definitely top heavy You have those three guys, and then there's a significant drop from four from three to four. Mm -hmm. I think you have you have Lawrence at one. Then I think Zach Wilson or Justin Fields could go either way. Yeah. And then there's a huge another huge drop from to either Jones or Lance, depending on who's evaluating them better. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I think, like you said, Lance to me, he's a guy who has all the potential, but like we just haven't seen enough. So yeah. he's like the biggest risk reward out of this group. So I honestly like don't know where he's going to fall because teams are going to think about that. They're going to think about how this guy took a year off and you're not going to want to put that risk in a top 10 to 15 pick. So I, I really don't know, but it'll be an interesting off season definitely with all these rumors. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be really interesting to play out. If you guys don't remember already, we've kind of backtracked off of our Super Bowl a little bit, going off of big potential storylines. But I have Tampa Bay. Patrick Pat Sweeney's got the football therapist. Pat Sweeney has <laughs> has Kansas City. He has Kansas City winning by a touchdown. I've got Tampa Bay by a field goal. Pat, thanks for coming on. It's always a pleasure. Sure. Why don't you let everybody know where you can where they can check you out? Well, again, thanks for having me on, man. This is always fun. This is the second time, and we've gone on IG Live a couple times, so really appreciate this. Yep. You guys want to check me out? I'm on Instagram at the Football Therapist. You could check me out on YouTube at the Football Therapist, and then you could check out my website, thefootballtherapist.com, where I post a lot of my content there too. But thanks again, and we got to do this again soon, man. This is always a good time. Absolutely. We'll do one. We'll do one. We'll do like a little, we'll do a mock draft round for when the draft gets a little closer. All right. Sounds awesome, man. Yeah. Absolutely. It. Thanks for coming on, man. Remember if you guys don't remember uh, the football therapist is info, it will all be in the comments section that is off of my YouTube page. Have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy the Super Bowl. It's there's a potential that it could be one of the greatest ever. So cherish the moment. Have a great weekend.